Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime and just whatever happens to pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E4 explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised, and I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. Hey. Hey. How you doing? Not much. Not much. All right. Glad to hear that. Alex, our other co-host, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. Good deal. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Unlike Austin, who just yeah, seems to only care about himself. Gosh. Wet blanket today. We got a hard out, you guys. We got no time to pussyfoot around. Let's go, 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 go. There's the energy we'd like to see. Woo, that go, go, go energy. What'd you do with that go, go, go energy this week, Austin? I went, went, went. Yeah, it's been two <laughs> days since we recorded. But what'd you do? I didn't do anything. That's not true. Okay, what'd I do? I can tell you what I did, Jacob, if you care to know. All right. What'd you do, Alex? We'll move on to you. Yes, because I had a lot more excitement towards this. So yesterday, I went to visit Austin, and I sat him down. I forced him, which I was so thrilled. I don't know if you ever heard this. We had a nostalgic day yesterday. We revisited the past, the early 90s and the mid-2000s era. But the first thing I made Austin do was sit down and watch Chad Vader, Day Shift Manager. Have you ever heard of that? No. no. Oh my god, what is with you guys? Alex, no one's heard of this. You're the only person to know what this is. That isn't true. And some of our listeners can probably attest to that. But it is a, it was a little web series back in the mid-2000s. I think it started in, what, 2006? And it's like a parody where Chad Bader, who is Darth Vader's lesser-known brother, works at a supermarket and all of that wacky hijinks that that entails. Is he wearing... Wearing a Vader yes. suit? Yes. Okay. Okay. They go all in. Yeah. All intents and purposes, he is Darth Vader, but they do reference like the actual Darth Vader. So Austin was actually pretty in- entertained by this, I think? Question mark? It's kind of hard not to be entertained by Darth Vader running around doing stupid shit. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that was a blast from the past. That was really fun. And then the other thing that we did was play Breath of Fire 2 on the SNES, well, the Switch version of it, that Nintendo Online, which I don't know. I I was, I had a different memory of it or something. I have never seen a worst, a worse interface in a video game in my life. Okay. Well, to give Jacob some context, Breath of Fire 2 had an issue with translation. The translation is like famously bad. Yes. I I know of this. Yeah. So playing it. So, okay. Let me back up a little bit. Quick context. As a kid, I had the Breath of Fire, or at least I think I borrowed it from somebody because I don't own it now, but it it was for Game Boy Advance. And the Game Boy Advance version had a, a lot of changes made to like XP points that you earned, gold. It was a lot easier to get through. The original SNES version is very difficult. I don't think we got past the first cave level until I was like, screw this. This is hard. I kept dying. We couldn't go two steps in the cave without getting attacked and killed, and I would have to go back to the healing spring, 
take two steps away, get attacked, get killed, go back. I was like, okay, I'm done. I am done. So it kind of was a little sour grapes a little bit because I was like, oh, this wasn't what I was thinking. I was so excited. But then it was sort of like, oh, well, that was that. That happens a lot. I guarantee people play, go back and try to play like old games. And they're like, <laughs> this is this is not fun. <laughs> it was a different time. It was. It's like the old Mario Karts. I tried to go back and play those. And it was just like, uh, I think I'll stick to the new, <laughs> stick to the new ones <laughs> and just be happy with that. It's so weird. It really is. I don't know whether it's the nostalgia part of it. Like when you look back as an adult and you misremember certain aspects or you like conveniently block out others. But when you actually go back, like we played after we gave up on Breath of Fire 2, we played what Donkey Kong 2 or Diddy Kong? What is it called, Austin? Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Kong Quest. Yes. Thank you. And trying to play that on a modern television. Who boy. Those games hold up, though. I still found those fun. Oh, of course. The gameplay's great. Yes. And the music and everything. Those are like my favorite games. I got like one of those classic, the classic SNES thing that Nintendo sold. That's all I played on it. I think I played a little bit of Star Fox, but the main thing I played was um, easily Donkey, the Donkey Kong Country games. I'm pit- No, they only had number one on that thing. That's they true. They should have had two and three. That was bullshit. <laughs> no, two came out on the online service. Yeah, that's That's where I played that one. But those games... There's a third one, too, I think, but they're awesome. Those games are great. Third one is not as good, but I still think it's underrated. Yeah, for sure. No, they were good games. I'm not I'm not saying anything against the gameplay or the music, the music slaps, of course, but the graphics. Graphics-wise, I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it just it doesn't translate well to a modern-day flat-screen LCD. It just doesn't work. They all have that curvature they were built for, you know, with mm-hmm. the... The box TVs. The TVs with the butt. The TVs with the butt. That's right. Don't pour water down it. And the like, do you guys remember having the TV with the butt and then having like the ring, like the antenna ring with the little rabbit ears and you had to like move it to get a signal? No. (laughs) Just me. We were a cable house. Oh, God. Okay. I was living in the in the early 90s for a lot longer than most people, I guess. I'm the opposite. I used an antenna after... I had cable. We had cable and I moved out and I didn't want to buy cable because it was stupid expensive. So I went to Walmart and bought like a $5 antenna and then picked up 10 channels and that was enough to satisfy me right there. So that's all I did. I did the backwards approach. Okay. Jacob's a man after my own heart with this. Austin, not so much. (laughs) That's all right, Austin. We're glad you had the, the modern technology. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I had a Nickelodeon childhood. <laughs> Nickelodeon. Gosh, all full nostalgia cast here. I mean, that's kind of the whole premise of this whole yeah, damn podcast. Did. I do want to wax poetic on like the dangers of nostalgia, but I'm not going to. Don't spoil it. Don't just let us have this. It's okay. Okay. I'll let you live your delusion. <sighs> Those rose colored lenses. Yeah, get rid of them. Take them off. What a wonderful delusion it is. It is. Anything else, Alex, y'all did? That you forced Austin to partake in? I don't know about forcing, but I mean, he, okay, I did ask. I was like, okay, pulse check after we did the Chad Bader thing. I was like, pulse check. I don't want to sit here and force you to do something if you're not into it because then it's not fun. It's not fun for anyone, but he was. So I was like, okay, perfect. I'm so happy. I could introduce Austin to some long forgotten about media from the mid 2000s. If you had maybe played Breath of Fire 2 for four hours, I would have objected. No, I gave up. <laughs> it was too much. Even for me, I was like, okay. 
no, I'll, I'll revisit this on my own. <laughs> cool, cool deal. Jacob, how was your week? Our brother, how was your two days? My two days. Well, day and a half, if that. In my two days, I watched Top Gun for the first time ever. The original one. It was good. It was good. I love 80s cheese, so this definitely was like 80s Highway cheese on steroids. to the danger zone. Danger That's right. Zone. Were you playing with the boys? Yeah, playing some volleyball in the yard. It was great. Was it everything I made it out to be? Pretty much. Yeah, the, fo- yeah. the new one's, new scene's a lot better. I guarantee that. <laughs> After I saw that one, I was like... Better, in quotes. No, 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 a lot better. Uh, Alex is about to find out. Alex is about to find out. It's a lot better. After we wrap recording today, I am going to see Top Gun Maverick with some family. So I, I don't recall anything about the original movie, so I'm completely flying in blind. Ha ha ha. Ah, ah. Just don't eject yourself and get hit on the top of the jet. Sh- sure. It's, it's called The Canopy. Uh, on The Canopy. Yep. And he was warned, too, by the way. Fucking goose. It's the mustache. Captain Mitchell does warn him not to do it do- too early, but he does it. So it was his fault. I don't know if, if it was. I mean, it was something like Mitchell says, watch for the canopy, and then he does it, and then he hits the canopy, and somehow that helps him in court in that scene, maybe. I don't know. Oh, my God. I forgot it was a court drama. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not like it's not too long, though. There's like a five-minute scene of him crying in court and them saying, it's not your fault. So and then Iceman's throwing popcorn at him. It's weird. Weird 80s cheese movie. Because Iceman wants to fuck him so bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tight-knit group it's a tight-knit group also oh, i can tell <laughs> yeah it was good um i want to talk i'll talk about a little bit more next week when alex you watch maverick and then we can do some comparison okay so let me let me try to remember this is miles teller in top gun maverick yes okay so we have like a six degrees of kevin bacon thing going on right because <laughs> it's like one scene it's like he's a little kid i think that's him actual him in the movie there's a footloose connection there's a footloose connection and it, everything oh comes back to kevin bacon i'm telling you because footloose okay the original footloose had kevin bacon in it then the remake of footloose the 2011 version had miles teller playing willard the friend and now miles teller is in top gun so now top gun maverick and footloose are connected isn't that insane you're like that image of Charlie Day with all the strings. I know! <laughs> Except it doesn't make any sense. It makes perfect sense. When you said, is Miles Teller Top Gun Maverick, I thought you at, were asking, did he take over the role of Tom Cruise? And I was like, no. <laughs> He's in the film. Scientology would not allow that to happen. Oh, God, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not anger anyone here. Our second episode is called Seymour the Scientologist. For good reason, too. I mean, there's a lot of parallels. We're already on the watch list. We have our one strike, so we got to be careful. What are they called? Like a very problematic person or something? We discussed this, yes. <laughs> very problematic person. It's something like that. Which is funny because that's what Maverick is. Problematic person. He's Yeah, he's a liability. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Do you guys have any more questions about the original, Alex, before you partake in the new one? No, I, I don't remember enough. I think there was like a romance. I remember that. Ugh, awful. <laughs> awful. <laughs> Not the same woman, by the way. Okay. Of course not. Tom Cruise was there. Yep. There was some planes. He's standing on apple crates a lot. There's a lot of guitar riffs, and they're the exact same in the new one, too. So if you remember music well, it's just like soundtrack is on repeat. It's okay. I'll just enjoy it for what it is. You will. Yeah, it's definitely just sit back and enjoy it, for sure. 
But uh, you know what else I sat back and enjoyed this week? What's that, Jacob? Was two Pokemon episodes. Ooh. Ooh. And the episodes were Misty Meets Her Match and Bound for Trouble. Oh, thank God I watched the right ones. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I always remember the first one, and then I'm like, hopefully they're in the right order. <laughs> one of these days, we're all going to watch different episodes. We are. Whether they're like... Just describe them some way or whatever. Let me see here. All right. So we'll go with Misty meets her match first. And let's see what the randomizer has to lay out for us today. All right. I get the 30-second summary challenges. Alex, you get Misty meets her match. Oh, boy. Austin, you get Bound for Trouble. Boo. Boo. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled about this. Last week's episodes, I got done dirty by the randomizer. But this week... All right. I got you, Jacob. I got okay. you, Jacob. In three, two, one, go. So in this episode, we, we meet Rudy, who is an undersized and outskilled football player who tries to go out for Notre Dame fighting Irish. Unfortunately, he cannot do it because he doesn't have the grades to get into Notre Dame. He works real hard, gets into Notre Dame, but unfortunately, he's still too small for the football team. He begs and pleads to the coach for a starting to get in the starting role. He finally does for the last game of the season against Georgia Tech. Gets in the game and does a sack and is carried off the field while the team and the crowd chant, Rudy, 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 Rudy. Okay, stop. Yeah, all right. You get a zero out of five because you didn't mention the part where the person's on fire. <laughs> That's true. I was trying to keep it PG. Okay. And he's this not, not on a PG fire. podcast. I-, I thought he was on fire. He falls into fire. Oh, okay. Something like that. Okay, for all our non-sports <laughs> listeners and me, what are we referencing here? Rudy, uh, it's just called Rudy. The movie is called Rudy. Yep. It's just some sports biopic. Yeah. And he, what, pulls an Anakin Skywalker and trips and falls into a volcano or what? No, no, that's <laughs> another guy. Okay. <laughs> this, this is a true story. This is a true story. It's a kid who really wanted to play bad for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish football team. He basically just does it. Joins like the practice squad and he just keeps begging the coach for a starting role. And then they were like to play in a game. In the last game of the season of his last year of college, he gets to play in a game and gets a sack. Oh, yay. And, and he's played by Sean Astin. Yeah, Sean Astin plays him too. Yeah, he's a cutie patootie. Oh, I'll see him. Yep. Yep. Cute. Okay, interesting. Thank you for that. It's crazy how that movie is easier to summarize in this episode in 30 seconds. There was a lot happening in this episode. <laughs> there was. Would you like me to give an actual 30-second summary now, or would you like to just go under the episode? Ah, fuck it. It was just going the episode. You That's used right. up your allotted time. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, we can talk about it. This episode is Misty Meets Her Match, which I had no knowledge or recollection of this episode whatsoever. So I was thinking this was going to be another like water Pokemon rivalry thing like we had with that one girl. But no, this is completely different. Match as in matchmaker, love oh. interest. Yeah. Mm. We're finally on our way to Trovita Island after we've had several detours. Ash is very single-minded as usual and is focused entirely on winning his next badge because that's where the gym is. And as they get close to this island, this is a scary looking island. There's like rock spike things sticking up out of the water all around it. Um, Very dangerous because as we get close, we hear a cry for help and it's a girl and she's like, help. Yeah. Exactly like that. And there's this girl, and she's there with her seal, which seal, I feel bad for seal. Seal doesn't have a good track record so far. Come back, seal. 
It's not a very strong swimmer either, apparently. To be fair, though, those are some pretty strong currents or whatever. The whirlpools. I guess the whirlpools because that was pretty strong. And I don't even know why she was even out there. Like, who? who, There's no way to even really get out there. Why would you even tread near those giant rock spikes? I, I think she was swimming by the beach, the shoreline, and the riptide was so strong, it sucked her and Seal out into these treacherous rock area with the whirlpools. And so she's drowning and screaming for help. And somehow Ash and Misty are able to overcome the horrible whirlpool with Staryu and Lapras and save her life. So thank goodness for that. And as we see this rescue happen, there's a boy, or young man, I should say, up on top of this cliff and he's watching all this stuff happen with his binoculars and immediately is <laughs> the, whole, the whole time just standing there watching it and saying god i hope someone helps her exactly instead of leaping into action he uh is just watching this whole thing unfold and he is he's very taken in by the scene and misty in particular he's very focused on misty so we get to the shoreline we reunite this girl with her brother we find out this is her older brother and he is completely smitten with misty and this is where things get crazy things things do get crazy but i'm gonna go ahead and throw this out there sure to the, to the group do we think that this was a setup oh god <laughs> like he's luring people in rudy saw her with the binoculars on the horizon through is it marie out in the water mm-hmm. maria mari mari out in the water and just, this is all a big setup here, old bait and switch. Oh my god, okay, you raise an interesting point, Jacob. Yeah, because he wasn't really concerned, and, you know, they were stuck in one spot. They weren't too, I guess they weren't drowning just yet, something. Oh, so you're saying that Rudy uses Mari as, like, bait, and he lures people in, and what like lavishes them with attention if it's like a young attractive girl or something yes because he had those flowers they were on hand ready to go you know there's no who has a bouquet of flowers just sitting around i mean ignore my background on the camera uh, do we think maybe he has a contact on the ferry and the ferryman contacted him <laughs> and be like there is a young redheaded girl with a side pony on the way better <laughs> kick mari out to sea and rudy's sitting there oh i like them reds I don't know. These Orange Island people, we already had Danny, so who's to say? This is very repetitive with the Danny situation. What is going on? At least Rudy's closer in her age, so it's less creepy, but Jacob put a sinister twist on it. I want to delete Danny. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that every plot just resembles Danny is really scary, because it seems like the island he's on is just like a training ground since it was abandoned. Mm -hmm. Like, you come there and visit for months, then you just leave, and it's just a training camp of how to lure people into your island. Weird old Danny. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you raise a good good point. Now I'm thinking about it in a different way, because I'm like, he uses his little kid sister to, like, be like, stay with us forever, which I'll get to that, but... I, I don't know. I My original thing was like, oh my gosh, romance. But now I'm like, oh, this is creepy. <laughs> Based entirely off of Jacob's half-baked crazy idea, you're like, oh, this is scary now. I'm leaning all into it. Okay, sure. Half-baked is still 50%, so exactly. there's still 50% chance. So Of dying. Exactly. Well, luckily nobody died today because the twerps rescue the little girl. Rudy is a 
total player, total Casanova. He's got flowers. He's got music. He's like whisking Misty away to some romantic getaway thing. And she leaves Ash and Tracy just standing there flabbergasted without so much as a goodbye. So they were like, Misty, come back. And she's gone. Ash, well, before she leaves, Ash challenges Rudy to a challenge. And Rudy, of course, laughs him off and says, good luck. But in order to challenge me to a battle, you have to partake in one of these ridiculous Orange Island contests of, like, skill. Oh, I'm so annoyed by this shit. Yeah. This scene, was yeah, this the rafting through, shooting targets. No one's paying attention. It's just weird. This was another one of those. Who was the first girl with the Coca-Cola gym or whatever? Sissy. Yeah, Sissy and her, like, target shooting whatever. Except this time... They have to be on a boat and travel downriver while they're shooting the targets. And that you have to pass that challenge before you can actually battle this guy. He does, though, after some Charizard hijinks, Rudy ends up inviting Misty to a romantic dinner Him and with him and his sister. Yeah, his place is nice, too. Rudy's got like a, a penthouse kind of set up going on. Is he like royalty or something? He's got a very nice house. <laughs> Does he own the island? I'm assuming. It's old money. Old, it's old money. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You know, that's a that's a good point. Like, where are all the adults? Like, parents? Like, people who own this stuff? Like, is he like an like an orphan heir or something? Like, I don't know. But he's got it. He's got some digs. I'll say that. And he invites her to this romantic dinner and basically asks her to like stay forever and like. Give it some thought, because we really love you to stay here forever. So maybe Jacob does have a point when I'm thinking about it this way. It's like he has to marry within a week to keep the money. It's like a... <laughs> what if it's a Beauty and the Beast situation where he has to, like, kiss his true love before, like, the stroke of midnight or something, and he, like, turns into a horrible creature? <laughs> he turns into Danny. He turns into Danny. <laughs> he turns into Danny. Or, yeah, he has the kiss, or he turns into Danny. <laughs> Oh, see, that's what happened. That's the curse that befell Danny. And this exact same thing will happen to Rudy if this if Misty doesn't end up staying. So hopefully she makes the right choice in the end. Regardless, Ash and Tracy are back at wherever they are. Pokemon Center, question mark. I have no idea. And they call Professor Oak. And we see something very interesting from Tracy in his sketchbook. Oh. oh. Yeah, a new mysterious Pokemon. What could it be? It's an electrical hazard for children. Yeah, don't stick weird things into electrical sockets, kids. This is where I was thinking that sketch artists in the Pokemon world are kind of useless. How much better would have a camera have been in this situation? Like this, the, <sighs> hey, Tracy's so this Tracy's occupation that they give him is so stupid. Now, I genuinely believe Todd Snap would make more sense at this point. Yes, they he should, should be with them. <laughs> Yeah, why is it Tracy? Why did they make a whole new character when they could have just brought back an existing guy with a camera? Stretch out that snap promotion. Okay. And it, they still could have kept the weirdness, too, because, like, pictures and drawings is, like, you know, they're both weird. Well, we've brought up how problematic Tracy's sketchbook is several times, like, especially when he's trying to convey color, you know, when we were on the pink and island thing and all these things. He's like, this is a pink Pokemon, but he sketches with pencil, so... Not even colored pencils, by the way. I, I like to think that if he did take a picture of that Elekid's little antenna things, oh, it could have been like, oh, that's just an Elekid. It evolves into Electabuzz. We know that one. 
This isn't anything special. Take him down a peg. He asks him to, he's like holding up this sketchbook in front of the screen. And it's the, it's Elekid's two little prong things. And Oak obviously cannot make this out from like across his computer screen. He's like, can you like describe it? Because I'm not really seeing (laughs) it. So to your point, Austin, yeah, if he just said, well, I saw a yellow Pokemon with like two pointed prong thingies on its head, maybe Oak would have been able to say. Well, I think we should go spend our money to go see Pokemon the Movie 2000 to see the Pikachu shorts, Pikachu's Rescue Adventure, and learn some more information about this new mysterious Pokemon. How about that, you guys? What a wonderful idea. Cross promotion. I don't know about you guys. It's so weird, like, watching back these old episodes. And at the time, it was such a mystery. It was like, oh, my God, new Pokemon. Oh, my God. And now we're looking back at like, oh, yeah, it's just an Elekid. Whatever. Does it make you sad? Nah, it's my attitude towards every Pokemon. <laughs> so, Jacob, you don't have the thrill that goes through you, like, every time a new generation's announced and there's new Pokemon, you don't have that little thrill? Not really, no. I mean... <laughs> oh, okay, maybe I'm just weird. It died with the nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were just talking about this off-podcast a couple days ago, Austin and I, because we were talking about Scarlet and Violet, and I was like, oh, this is so fun, like, the new Pokemon. We were discussing some leaks... Um, potential leaks, which you got to take with a grain of salt. But I'm like, this is my most favorite part of like a new Pokemon generation. It's like new Pokemon and like the speculation of it all and the teasing and like. I got excited for like black and white, but that was the last time I remember being like, oh, there's new Pokemon kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you can rekindle that sort of love for this new generation because we'll all buy it as we always do. Anyway, so. We're back at dinner, and Rudy is basically Misty. She's showing Misty a fantastic time, whining, dining, tour of the town, all this stuff. He takes her to his gym and shows her all the Pokemon. He's got several Pokemon, and introduces her to his kind of unconventional training method that he employs, which is like dancing. It's more of like a shimmy shuffle. It's like if you stood up at your wherever you're sitting. Moved your arms back and forth, and then moved your legs and twisted them. That's the training method you got going on here. These Pokemon have more rhythm than I do, though. It's true. Also, it reminded me of Peanuts. Oh, the dancing? Do, 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 do. Yeah, I kind of did. They. Then again, I, I can't say anything. I have zero rhythm. I have negative rhythm, I think. <laughs> I'm so bad. Anytime I hear music coming, I just immediately go to double speed <laughs> just to get through it. Cause- Oh, really? On the episodes. Yeah. There's... <laughs> well, there's a lot of those moments in these couple episodes, but he has a good point, I feel like. He tells Misty that, you know, battling isn't all about just, you know, or training isn't all about battling, rather. You know, you got to do some other methods in order to kind of cover the whole gamut of abilities. I kind of appreciate that. It's not just straight up battling all the time. It's like, you, know, you have to have physical fitness, you have to have rhythm, you have to have different aspects in order to be a well-rounded trainer. Basically, everything Ash doesn't do. Yeah, Ash is just about, like, mashing the A button and just getting through. Like, he doesn't care about any of the extra stuff. Fucking same, though. <laughs> <laughs> Ash is every 10-year-old boy just trying to mash the button to get through the game. And 30-year-old boys. Yep. Maybe I'm the outlier because I'm over here having to go to every, read every sign, go into every building, do every puzzle, all this stuff. 
anyway, next day, well, he asked Misty again. He said, you know, maybe think about it. You know, stay here with us and give me an answer by the end of the battle tomorrow. And Misty's very upset by this. She's like, oh, no, what do I do? Do I stay here with Rudy, who's lavishing all this attention and affection on me? Or do I continue to follow Ash around because I'm a secondary character and I have no purpose of my own? Hmm. (laughs) Burning question for Misty. She really has a dilemma. Next day, we're in the battle. It's a three-on-three battle where Ash gets to pick the types of Pokemon. And I guess Rudy has a corresponding type because how are you supposed to know what the challenger is going to pick? Because he told you. He told him. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He said, you pick the three. And then Ash says electric, grass, and water. He has to have one of each type, right? In order to match what the other person says. I think that's what the dancing scene was for. To kind of show like he has... A bunch. The full spectrum, yeah. Yeah, good point. He's got like an alakazam. I wasn't really paying attention beyond that. I'm sure he had more, but anyway, it starts out with Electabuzz versus Pikachu. Pikachu sadly is defeated. Bulbasaur comes in, narrowly manages to beat Executor and save its life. It was about to sleepwalk right off a cliff. Should have let it. Oh no, but we love Executor in this house. At least a Lola executor. Yeah, fuck Kanto executor. <laughs> Meanwhile, I mean, but good for Ash. I mean, Bulbasaur saved his life. It didn't plummet to its death and get impaled on those sharp rocks that are around the bottom of the cliff. That would have been very gruesome. I think Investigator Joy needs to come investigate this gem. Yeah, they're on the middle of like a rocky outcropping surrounded by sharp, dangerous rocks. Anyway, Bulbasaur wins. Squirtle jumps in and he is having a real time because he's up against Starmie. I love this Starmie. I don't know about you guys. Any thoughts on this Starmie? Oh, Starmie, what could have been? Yeah. Same as Austin. There's potential. Starmie has actual potential if Misty bothered. Mm-hmm. Hers is good for saving... No, that wasn't even Starmie, was it? That saved Mori. Star you. Star you, yeah. Never mind. Starmie's useless. We'd, we haven't seen Starmie in a long, long time. Misty's, anyway. I just love the noise it makes. It's so weird Ooh. for, like, the... Yeah, yeah. You know, like, the fighting noise it makes? It's so Let's weird for the... Well, they both make weird noises, then. That okay. Was, <laughs> the, the evolution chain of this Pokemon is funny to me, the, the noises. Ooh, I wonder what Mega Starmie would look like. Oh, my God, could you imagine? It just has, like, double the jagged edges. Ooh, it would be covered in jewels. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, are we going to get more Mega Pokemon? I feel like we deserve it. That mechanic's done. No, Jacob, stop. Don't say that. Don't put that evil out there. Don't say the truth so confidently. <laughs> well, we were talking about this. We were talking about this the other day. Like, that's the one thing I don't like. With the gimmicks, every new generation, they have a new gimmick. You know, we had Megas. We had Gigantamax. We had Z-Moves. Oh, God. I hated Gigantamax. Okay, I actually think Starmie would make a good Gigantamax. Because it could be like a space station rotating in the air, and it's like bejeweled, and like it would like orbit, shoot lasers at you. Well, actually, they can't do Gigantamax. The, the spaceship thing was done with Orbeetle. Oh, fuck it. God damn it. So, good idea, though. <laughs> it would have looked cooler. Your idea is cooler, Austin. Fuck Orbeetle. I don't know. I just kind of get burnt out a little bit. I'm like, can you just stick with one gimmick and like add to that instead of always abandoning it for the next new thing yeah the pokemon company stop making money stop it yeah, stop it stop generating new ip stop 
we're old Just and we can't keep up. don't do Gigantamax again. Stay away from that and we'll be good. Yeah, more Mega Pokemon. Thank you. Regardless, Starmie, we could have had, we could have had it all with Starmie. Rolling in the deep. Oh, God. Put that out. <laughs> but it would be too strong. It would be too strong because it can learn all kinds of things. Psychic attacks, Thunderbolt, which is almost what takes out Squirtle. But Misty snaps out of her whole, like, you know, do I pick Danny or Danny? Oh, my God. <laughs> ah. <laughs> no, not Danny. in her ear. <laughs> oh, man. Not Danny. Good Lord. Rudy. Danny is crawling up the side of the, like, cliff face <laughs> that they're battling on the whole time. <laughs> he just keeps falling off. That's great. He's down there with Team Rocket. Who... And Bulbasaur can't save him. Exactly. He's got to do it himself. Yeah. Screw you, Danny. Let Letting kids fall to their deaths. Regardless, Missy has her, do I pick Ash? Do I pick Rudy? What do I do? And so, of course, she decides to stay with Ash and be a good friend and start yelling at him to get his shit together and beat Rudy. And this is enough to spur Ash into action. Squirtle learns Hydro Pump and kicks the crap out of Starmie and Ash wins the battle. Yay. Bye, Rudy. I feel really bad for Rudy. He's like, oh, she picked him. And that's how Ash wins, because after that, Rudy doesn't care at all about the battle and just sits there and sulks and doesn't even call on a next attack at all. Yeah, I noticed that Squirtle did like three moves in a row. Yeah, and Danny just had his Pokemon, or Danny, God, like Rudy had his Pokemon sent there (laughs) and just take it. So Misty handed Ash the victory. He knew he was beat. This This wasn't so much a battle. It was like a matters of the heart sort of competition he knew when he was bested and misty had made her decision and so he concedes the battle and ash wins the spike shell badge which is yeah cool cool name of a badge how fragile it is we don't know hey did you guys know that the orange league badges are made from seashells really did you know that oh yeah what an interesting fact isn't that cool Godly, I'd love to be the person that makes those and sells them they're just like laying all over the beach and you can just grab one it's 100 bucks Took me five seconds to build this. Is it just me, or is it, does anyone else have a problem with there being four badges? Like four is such a weird number. I hate it. Uh, I'm sorry that you hate the number four. It just doesn't work. Like three. I don't know oh, okay. why. Like three or five. Like that would be better. But four. Are you four anti-even the... numbers? Yes, I hate even numbers. Oh, okay, most mm-hmm. people like even numbers and don't like odd numbers. But Alex is special I'm like more that. More of an odd number type person. Couldn't have been five or something. I don't know. Speaking of odd numbers, there's going to be three most viable players and three least viable players, and one quote from each of us for this episode. Three each. Out. Good lord. No, I mean like you get. There's going to be three MVPs. Like Austin has one. Oh. I have one. Three total. So I should have said. Well, then there's going to be three quotes as well. Or one quote. From, well, I, I fixed it though because I said one quote from each of us. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm confused. So was everybody? Okay, else? my 17 different MVPs are. <laughs> Alex, you're going to give us your list first, followed by Austin, and then I get to go last. Let's see what's left over for me. All right. MVP, I'm going to give it to... Oh, man. I had one written down, but I don't know anymore. Okay, let's start with LVP. I'm going to give it to Tracy. Why Why do I give it to Tracy, you ask? Because they're making a collect call to Oak, and he's running up Ash's tab very rudely without any sort of offer to pay him back for using up all his time. So, geez, Tracy. Running up Oak's bill, too, because he has to accept the collect call. Exactly. Tracy is just, he's very selfish. Oak can afford it. That's true. That is true. He's a world-famous professor. 
But Ash, on the other hand, not so much. MVP, I don't know. I was originally going to give it to Starmie, but I think I'm going to give it to Rudy instead. Uh Oh. (laughs) Because I like Rudy for some reason. Oh, Christ. Oh, God. Was it the penthouse? Was it the bouquet of flowers at hand constantly? Yeah. Was it because he's Danny's protege? No, (laughs) not because of that. Because he's oh my God. very gentleman. Can you fucking imagine, like, drinks night with Danny and Rudy and, like, their conversations? <laughs> I bet Danny called Rudy and was like, okay, there's this girl Missy heading your way. Oh, God. Use these binoculars to see when she's coming. No, I like to believe that Rudy's intentions were more genuine and he actually liked Misty and not, he wasn't a creepy, like, 50-year-old man. He was very suave and gentlemanly. A true Casanova, I liked him. I'm glad you liked him. Uh, what's your quote? Oh, right, my quote. God, there wasn't really much to say. Oh, okay. The part where Ash and Rudy are arguing on the pier when they first meet. And Ash interrupts them to say, hey, look at me. I need to challenge you. And Rudy's like, excuse me. It's very rude to interrupt people's conversation. And Ash says, it's you who's being rude. And Rudy says, it's not rude. It's Rudy. Oh. Hair flip. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> My quote, I didn't really have any me quotes, so I'm just going to have Ash saying, hey, I'm paying for that phone call. So I thought that was funny. My LVP will be Team Rocket for being in this episode. We didn't even mention them, but they made a few appearances. Sorry, I completely forgot about them. <laughs> they don't do time anything. Time filler, time filler by Team Rocket. At least they weren't as bad as they were in the Danny episode. My MVP will be Rudy Starmie for showing us what a Starmie can be. A true star. Me. All right. Let me see here. I'm going to give my MVP to Bulbasaur for saving the executor. I was like, that was good on you. And I give my LVP to, actually, I give it to Rudy. Mainly because he's lost out on the love of his life. He's going to feel down. So, sucks for you, Rudy. You should have, you should have been better than Ash. And then my quote comes from Tracy. And I just... Just because of the eye roll that follows off Oak's face after he says this is why it's my quote. Tracy says, I want to show you something I drew in the woods. And just the look on Oak's face after that was like, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> you know, here we go. It's like a little kid going to their parent. Look, I drew something. You know, I mean, it's not even that good of a drawing. Uh, goodness. Welcome to the rest of Oak's life. Yeah. Dealing with Tracy. The heart wants what the heart wants, you know can't blame oh anybody in this episode okay you ready jacob for okay next episode we're summary? done with misty meets her match now we're moving on to bound for trouble bound and gagged okay in three oh, two one go so we finally get the spike shell badge after many episodes we decide to rest on an island that has for some reason has giant pokemon on it don't know where they come from they're running a team rocket who captures pikachu but Pikachu gets out and gets taken by a Pidgeot. But before that, Meowth and Pikachu are joined by this belt. They go their misadventures to the island trying to find either Team Rocket or Ash. And Pikachu finally is able to get free from the bound or bind their end and goes back to Ash. And Meowth breaks free, relenting his or missing actually missing Pikachu and goes back with the Team Time. Rocket. Time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I thought that was kind of cute. Um, it kind of fizzled out near the end. But, you know, it's a all right episode i think it's our first episode to really focus on pikachu and meowth as a cat and mouse pair literally um you know what vibes i got watching this 
itchy and scratchy? Uh, no, not quite. But I can. Tom see and that. Jerry. No, I was about to say Tom and Jerry. Cat dog. Ooh, cat dog. Oh my god. That's what I wrote. No, I was thinking. You guys ever see Wild Wild West? The Will Smith version. Yeah. Okay, I don't think I have. When they're stuck together by the neck, by the they have those big like magnet ring things around their necks. I don't know why I just thought of that. Okay. Never Remember mind. Ed, Ned, and Eddie. In what aspect? Well, when Kevin gets stuck to Eddie with a Chinese finger trap and they have to spend all day together. Oh, right, right. It may not have been Kevin, but somebody gets stuck with a Chinese finger trap and they have to uh, spend the whole day together. I think it was Ed. Was it Ed and Eddie? Ed and someone. I don't remember. I could be wrong. Someone gets stuck, though, and it's like the same thing as this. Okay, so Ed, Ed, and Eddie are on the random unnamed island with giant Rhydon and Pidgeot. That would have been way better. Way better episode. (laughs) They grow so large because of the fruits. Sure. I guess it's like our pink and island bullshit. We get some fun stuff where, like, there's a fruit basket in the road, and Ash is like, let's get the fruit basket. Misty's like, no, it's clearly a Team Rocket trap, but look over there at that apple tree. That won't be a Team Rocket trap, except it is a Team Rocket trap. That was and great. Team Rocket has done some, like, like some true 3D-level chess with these trails <laughs> at this point. <laughs> that was amazing. That was their best moment to date, I think. Really? Well, one of them, they're like, ha-ha, twerps, we knew that you would ignore the obvious you know, fruit basket in the road trick. I like to imagine they were like encircled by whatever they're called, pit traps. Pit traps, pit pall traps. That was, I don't know, that was one of their highlight moments, I feel like. We get an us moment because now Meowth and Pikachu are tethered. They chain them up together and there's like a diamond rope or something keeping them together. It's unbreakable. And only Jesse has the key. Team Rocket escapes with Pikachu and the twerps are lagging behind for some reason. But of course, then a giant Pidgeot swoops down and steals Pikachu and Meowth away to its nest to eat them. Except Pikachu shocks the bejesus out of Meowth because he's a little dick. Then he shocks the bejesus out of Pidgeot and Meowth and they fall to the ground. <laughs> I love Pikachu in this episode. He so yes. doesn't give a fuck. He's so like, fuck Meowth, fuck the situation, I'm angry and it reminded me of episode one, Pikachu. Oh, where he's yeah. a little obstinate. The attitude. I like when the the asshole Pikachu comes out, and it always seems to be regarding Meowth. It anytime like Pikachu is like assured that he is the stronger of like who is around him, he just becomes a jerk. Like you said, it's I love it. I miss this. He sees through Meowth's bullshit at yeah. various points. <laughs> I wish we could return to this kind of Pikachu. You know, current iteration of Pikachu is kind of stupid i mean like yeah they've dumped him down a lot mm-hmm. yeah i mean he's just very single he, he's he's a simpleton i mean like he just he's just a cutesy pikachu do 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 and nothing but like cotton balls in his head but like this pikachu actually has a little personality he's a little you know spark plug actually just sort of hey he, pikachu is still like the focal point of the franchise at this point too so i guess that's the reason why yeah, Eevee and all the other Greninja, Lucario. Oh my god, Lucario bullshit. Okay. Yeah, it gets pretty bad. Sorry, my blood pressure is going up. Oh my gosh, calm your aura. Ugh. We just sat through, okay, we sat through okay. three or more, I don't know, it felt like an eternity, Lucario episodes. We watched Journeys yesterday to get caught up, and we had to deal with the Lucario episodes, and that was too much Lucario, so... Okay, save it for season, like, 25 or something. We're on season two now. Pikachu. (laughs) I miss when Pikachu had a personality. End of story. He was great in this episode. 
basically they're dicking around the whole episode. There's some stupidity where Tracy calls up Meryl and is like, Meryl, try to find a Pidgeot on the island of Pidgeot. Thanks, Tracy and Meryl. That's Real so, geniuses. so stupid. Just ask him to f- just find Pikachu and Meowth. They do <laughs> later, but like it takes forever for us to get to that point. We have to watch Ash climb up the cliff face and run across the whole island and be like, Pikachu first. I mean, that actually could have been funny if we saw like a wacky montage of, the, of that or something, but no. There should have been baby Pidgeys in the nest too. Aww. That'd have been cool too. Oh my god, they're giant Pidgeys as big as Ash. Yeah, and they start pecking him when he gets up there. Instead, it was just, yeah. it was just an empty nest, which is odd. Who's she trying to feed the Pokemon to? Ooh, guys, what if it was like the HBO Max version of Pokemon and Ash had climbed up there in the nest and saw a bunch of bones and stuff, and then he had like a freak out moment because he's like, oh my god, Pikachu's a corpse. He had to pick the bone to try to identify Pikachu bones. Yeah, and then he has like a complete <laughs> mental breakdown because he thinks that Pikachu has been devoured by the Pidgeys, but... That would have been dark, wouldn't it? All right, we'll submit it. Okay. So they're dicking around. They find a giant Rhydon at one point, and we can't electrocute Rhydon until Pikachu says, Okay, Meowth, I need you to pry Rhydon's mouth open. And Meowth's like, that's a great idea. So he does, and then Pikachu shocks the bejesus out of its mouth, which kind of hurt to watch. Yeah, that was not fun. It was like, I don't know, it felt like when you're at the dentist and they hit like a sensitive point in your mouth and it just radiates your whole body. Ugh. It made me think of, like, putting a bug zapper in your mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Ugh, that's even worse. Do you think Pikachu was trying to get Meowth eaten here? Oh, my God. That'd be great. But I don't think he was. Go for the mouth. Uh, go for the mouth, Meowth. You guys seen the boys? I'm going to. I swear. Okay. The one scene in the beginning, sort of a couple episodes, where it reminded me of how they were able to defeat Translucent, which... Okay. I I won't spoil it. <laughs> That's a name. Yeah, he's this. He's the invisible superhero. Oh yeah, I figured. And that. Yeah. he's got diamond skin or whatever, like like level skin, and they can't penetrate his, you know, skin and kill him any other way. So they devise a interesting method of defeating him, and the whole ride on thing sort of reminded me of that. But I won't say anything because we all haven't seen it yet. But. Okay. Yeah, that was my spoil thought. it for me. I only have an antenna, so I'm never going to get any of these oh, okay. like, shows. It's so worth it, Jacob, though. It's such a good show. <laughs> All I know is the penis scene. Oh, okay, that's season three. I haven't seen that okay, yet, I know. though. Okay, that's all I know. Okay, that's all I know. okay. okay. Uh, speaking of penis scenes, Pikachu and Meowth. I don't know where <laughs> this. The, the connector thing looks like a penis. No, it doesn't. Okay. Well, well I hope, certainly hope not. We get some Bonnie moments, Nightfalls, and they start to, like, fight over an apple on an apple tree. Pikachu, like, grabs the rope and drags me out down. But in the end, they split the apple in half. Oh, my goodness. So cute. How sweet. It got kind of romantic, actually, because Meowth is all like, you know, maybe Pikachu's not such a bad Pokemon. Maybe it's because of the twerp that he's such a mean old bully, which kind of shows how warped Meowth's vision of the world is. But the next day... Now we're all being attacked on all sides. There's a Pidgeot. There's a Rhydon. Oh, my God. Team Rocket's there in the balloon. The twerps arrived because someone finally thought maybe Meryl should be searching for Pikachu instead of Pidgeots. And things get crazy. Ash sends out Snorlax for the first time against Rhydon. And Jesse sends out Arbok against whatever the fuck the other one is. Pidgeot. 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 
And there's a lot of battle, and oh my god, we did it, we saved Pikachu and Meowth, but now it's Schwerps versus Team Rocket, and Jesse has the key, so Ash is like, I know what to do, so he throws a Pokeball directly at James's skull. And captures it, leaving James headless. Uh, no, he just sends out Bulbasaur, I think. Yeah. Oh, that'll be the Netflix version, or HBO Max version, or whatever, Amazon Prime, whoever, Paramount Plus, Peacock. Okay, um, basically we... we Beat up Team Rocket, get the key. Hooray! Pikachu and Meowth are separated, and now that gives us free license to send Team Rocket away. Which I thought was kind of disappointing, actually, because I thought we'd have some sort of emotional moment with Pikachu and Meowth, but we didn't. Alex objects. No, I was just going to say, wait a minute, you forgot the best part. Or maybe you were getting Victory it. Bell eating Norbok? No, the fucking particle beam that comes down from the basket of their balloon, and they have, like, this ultra, like railgun thing that's about to like blast them into oblivion oh yeah i stopped paying attention after that point what? tell us about that <laughs> this was insane i mean i just said the whole thing but like how do they have a whole like plasma railgun thing that comes out of the bottom of their balloon basket don't question team rocket yeah it's team rocket that's their specialty is like fitting things in places that shouldn't be remember that cake a few episodes ago that oh, cake the wedding there, cake you know? underground. The wedding cake. So this ex- they could fit things where they shouldn't be. But the technology that has to go into this, like they outfit their stupid hot air balloon with like a state of the art like Death Star beam. Could you imagine? Like, what if they had been able to fire off around from that thing? Yeah, we didn't actually see them use it. No, they got blasted off just before the the beam fired. But I, it was like charging up. It was kind of intense. I was like, <gasps> what's gonna happen? What's going to happen is Togepi is going to use Metronome. Oh. Hey. Damn it, Togepi. And then everyone stands around stupidly like, what just happened? Oh, yeah. She tried to use Psyduck, but then Psyduck was just standing there ready to get blasted into oblivion. The sweet release of death or something. And then Togepi was so <laughs> over it. Yeah. All right. Now the episode's over. Pretty interesting. Interesting episode there. Mm. Meowth and Pikachu, on other terms, would be friends is what we learn there. In a different life. In a different life. Nah, I really don't think so. I think Meowth has a kind of a mean, selfish edge to him no matter what. Uh, that's a good point. To his core, he's self-serving. Pikachu doesn't tolerate that. He doesn't fall for any of his yeah, shenanigans, that's for sure. All right, let's see. The randomizer has spoken here. Alex, you go first for the MVP, LVP, and the quote, followed by myself, and then Austin. Ooh, Two for one deal in the same day. Wow, okay. Surprising. All right, MVP. Oh, there's so many good ones. Ah, oh. All right, I'm going to give it to Snorlax. Oh, good choice. Good choice. Because he's so cute. And he, we see him, like Austin said, we see him for the first time since we've caught him. And he was a beast. He was taking on that ride on head to head, like brute strength, holding it back. Like, amazing. Love Snorlax. Best Pokemon. I think over the years... It's definitely made my, like, top five. Anyway, LVP, Togepi, no question. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Hate that little demon. What did you do now? He ruined what could have been the most exciting, intense moment of the whole show. We didn't get to see Team Rocket's awesome particle beam because Togepi had to step in with Metronome. Blame the animation budget for that. Ugh, fine. Animators, LVP. They should just drew. They should have just like had Tracy draw what it looked like. Later, Professor Oak could be like, well, "What is that? I can't tell." <laughs> <laughs> she 
should just have a damn video camera. Anyway, Togepi, LVP, let's see, what quotes? There wasn't a whole lot of quotes, but uh, what did I write? The one part where Meowth and Pikachu are still joined at the torso by this ring thing, and he's trying to convince Pikachu to trick him to, like, go with him so that he can end up delivering him to Giovanni. I'm sorry, Jacob. And he says, come on, my Pikamigo. Boo. That was, no, that was the only good one. Yeah, the only only good one. All Blame the good the quotes. Yeah, no. all the quotes are probably going to be from Meowth this episode. All right, uh, my turn. I'm going to give my MVP to Meowth for stealing the show, actually making this episode pretty entertaining. So good for you, Meowth. I don't think he's ever been my MVP before, maybe like one time. So there's a little pity MVP for you. My LVP, I'm going to give it to Tracy. Oh. <laughs> For using Meryl to find the Pidgeot? Are you kidding? Come on. In the Venom Mat, too, he could have used the radar to find him in like oh, two yeah. seconds. Good you point. know? Uh, short thinking. Or Old Man Scyther could have flown around and looked for them. He would just collapse after two seconds. It's amazing how we capture these Pokemon and then never see them. Uh, then my quote is going to be from Meowth, too. And I can't remember the context of it, but somebody's saying like how they smell something brewing or smell something in the air, and the Meowth is like animated trying to sniff, and he goes, I just remembered, I don't have a nose. <laughs> Pretty clever there, Meowth. Good job writing there for kids. Good job. All right, I'll give my quote to Meowth as well. When Pikachu shocks Rhydon's mouth, and Meowth says, now I guess Rhydon knows it's a lot safer to just keep its big mouth shut. Oh. Ooh. My MVP will be Togepi because Alex is a hater. <gasps> you know what? That's fine. I am a hater. Togepi is a nightmare. It's true. Um, Togepi was a better tracker in this episode than fucking Meryl and Tracy because Togepi found Pikachu and Meow tracks and was like, I'm tired of this episode. Let's follow these tracks. Let's go. And then Togepi was also tired of the Team Rocket attack and was just like, forget this. Episode's over now. And blew them up. So I appreciate Togepi for that. LVP. I don't really have one. I'll give my LVP to Meryl just to go with the Tracy thing. Meryl should have questioned this. Meryl was just doing what it was told. He should have led them to Pikachu. He should have been like, Tracy, what you're saying stupid. And I'll just take control and lead you to... We'll cut the episode in half. Yeah, get it, get it together, Meryl. All right. Does that wrap it up for Bound for Trouble? Any more questions or comments or whatever you guys feel for this episode? Are we bound for My Immortal? We could do one. All right. So one chapter of My Immortal. And then what's on the menu for us next week, Austin? Next week is the last episode of Pokemon Season 2, Charizard Chills. And then we we might do something else to pad out the episode. I don't know. We might just do the one. What do you guys think? We'll have to think about it. Stay tuned. We might have something interesting. Yeah, we may. They're definitely doing Charizard Chills, though. So Definitely Charizard Chills. That's that. Okay, so Charizard Chills is next. And then stick around for one chapter of My Immortal after this. But bef- before we go, we just like to say thank you all for listening. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. Again, that is outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Out of Drying Pan. Again, our handle is Out of Drying Pan. And join us next time as the journey continues.
right, chapter 44 of My Immortal. Chapter 41 nice of try. My Immortal. I'm going to keep trying. Are we doing chapter 40 this week? We did chapter. There was two chapter 40s. We only read one, though. They're, they're the same, aren't they? Yeah. They're the exact same, really? Jacob, just take the win. <laughs> take the win when I can get home. We could go back and reread it. <laughs> it's true. Chapter 41, I think, because I don't know. It gets confusing at the end here. There's like two chapter 40s, which are supposedly like supposedly what Tara was supposed to release. But then we had like the supposed hacker situation, whatever. Chapter 41. Austin, your name is first. <clears throat> chapter 41. A.N. To everyone who caps flaming this get s lif, I bet you probably oldent know who Gerard Way is. You're probably all preps and posers. Anyway, someone hacked into my account in November, and they put up my last chapter. But now there is a new one. I'm sorry for not updating Gigi for a while, but I've been really busy. I'm trying to finish the story before the new movie comes out. I'm going on vacation for Amon's. I won't be back until about two weeks. OMFG, Draco is so hot in all the pics for the new movie. I wanted them to put a cameo by Gerard Way, lol. He hushed played Draco. If you flame, I'll slip my wrist. Raven, you rock girl, have fun in England. When I woke up, I was in a strange room. I locked around. I was wearing the same outfit I had when is performed with X Black Tier X. I looked around confusedly. It was the Norse's office, but it looked different. On the wall was a pic of Marilyn Manson. Just imagine that he is an 80s gothic band too, okay? Because he is more than old than Panic at the Disco or MCR. There was also a gothic black Beatles calendar with a picture of the Beatles wearing eyeliner and black clothes. On it, it said 1980. OMFG, I'm back in Tim again, I screamed loudly. Suddenly, Satan, this is actually Voldemort for photo references, Voldemort was wearing a black leather Jackson, black tight jeans, and fishnet pants. He looked so sexy, I almost had an orgy. OMFG, Anabi, are you okay? He asked gothically. Yeah, I'm okay for your information, I snapped sexily. OMG, am I dead? Because I remembered I had jumped in front of the bullet with James Gunn. I also remembered seeing Draco do it with Snap. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, is that how she's here? Is she ended up like passing out or something? Oh yeah, she got shot with the gun. Who cares? No, she got shot with a knife. Oh right, I forgot. I guessed that when I had slipped my wrist, I had went back in time instead of dying. I know I could go forward in time if I found a time toner or the time machine. No, you're not dead, Satan reassured suicidally as he smoked a cigarette sexily and smoke came all over his face. <laughs> Ugh. You're a vampire, so you can't die from a bullet. Come on now, let's go see how Harry's dad is doing. I love Satan's, like, inconsistent chronal situation. I know that the real reason I didn't die from the bullet was because I was from the future. WTF, James almost shot Lucius, I said in Dagali. I knew that James had really been possessed, but I didn't want him to know I knew. Yeah, I know. But he had a headache, because he, he was under a lot of stress, Satan reasoned evilly. I guess that's okay, I said, because James hadn't really shot Lucian. Also, I knew that Lucian would now have two arms instead of one. I walked seductively outside with Satan. Suddenly, I saw a totally sexy gothic bi-guy. 
you can tell by appearance. Okay. He had bletched blonde hair with black streaks up to his ears, and he was wearing gothic eye- black illiner, a black Green Day shirt. It showed Billy Joel with bold hair since it was the 80s, black Congress shoes, and black baggy pa- pants. He walked in all sexless, like Gerard Way in the video, I don't three you like I did yesterday. And you could see a black tear on his face, like the woman in that video. Hey, he said all quietly and gothically. Who the fuck is that? I asked angrily, because I did not know him. This is Hedwig, said Volksymort. Which is actually supposed to be Hagrid, right? What Hagrid's Hagrid? Hairgrid. I thought Hairgrid was like Cedric or something. Oh, that's right. Okay. Okay, so Hedwig's here. Right. And it's not an owl. He used to be an ex-black ex-tier, too. But he had to drop out because he broke his arm. Hey, Hedwig, I said seductively, even though I was not trying to be. LOL, hi, Nobby, he answered. But then he ran away because he had hair of magical creature. He was humming Welcome to the Black Parade under his breath. I know that is not 80s, but pretend it is, okay? Bye, I said all sexily. That was Hagrid. He used to be my boyfriend, but we broke up, Satan said sadly, looking at his black nails. OMFG, I can get you back together. I said fingering something I didn't know was in my pocket. A okay. black a black cute is what we aim for Sidio iPod that I could take videos with. Does anyone else know about them? They kick ass. Okay, you can forget about your class for now, Hedwig. I'm going to show you something great. I led them to the Great Hall. Come on, you guys. Lucian, James, Sirius, and Snake were all in the Great Hall. Lucian wouldn't talk with James because he had tried to shoot him. Go fuck yourself, you fucking douche, she shouted at him. Draco is never going to be friends with Vampire now. How do they have knowledge of their future children? What? Yeah, go go fuck yourself tomorrow, Snape agreed. But I know he was lying because it had been his fault James had almost shot Lucian. Be quiet. (laughs) Be quiet, you guys, I said sexily. Me plan was working out great. What fucking plan? <laughs> is she just trying to mess up the future or is she trying to keep it the know. same? I'm sorry, oh but I'm so confused about what is going on anymore. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> okay. So her plan is to do Voldemort in the past. Okay. To stop him from being evil. But she's also trying to hook him up with Hedwig. But also she seems to be taking an interest in breaking up their friendship as like, gothic band i don't know yeah but not only just that part but like the whole like lucy lucian shooting james slash samaro and then the two arms like i've completely lost it well snape possessed someone at some point but snape was like in the future and like doing it with draco and then he's like oh back yeah in ti- oh my god okay never that mind. sent her back in time was seeing them do that do it and then she- that wasn't me back in time <laughs> But she, like, was so traumatized it sent her back in time. Is the whole thing she's trying to undo that? Is that the whole thing she's going for Well, she for woke here? up back in time because she got shot by the knife from, like, James's knife, who somehow was in the future, even though he only exists in the past. Like, it hit a time rift and flew through time and hit her? I have uh, Maybe I don't she know. has chrono-skimming abilities? It, it, it just, it doesn't matter, I guess. Where was I? Okay, her plan was working out great, apparently. Now I could make Voldemort good without doing it with him. What? <laughs> See, did he just read the next <laughs> sentence? <laughs> what? Okay. See, so he vamp- was trying to make him good. Okay. okay. Okay, now Vampire's dad would never die. What? What? <laughs> 
What is that? <laughs> okay, okay. So if Voldemort never went evil, he would never kill James. Right, okay. Sure. And okay, Satan and Hegwood, you guys can start making out, I said, and I started to film them with the iPod. Oh. Okay. Oh, she's gonna save it for later. Okay. I think she's saving it for later. Cool, said Sirius, as Voldemort and Hedwig started to make out sexily. We watched as they started to take each other's clothes off sexily. Oh, God. Tomorrow, Sirius, Snake, and Lucian all watched because they were probably bi. I know Snape was bi. Oh, my fucking God. Voldemort! (laughs) Voldemort! Screamed Hedwig as his Glock touched Voldemort's... Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> so, but suddenly everything stopped as the door opened and in came Dumbledore and Mr. Norris. <laughs> oh my god, what a All chapter. Right. Two more chapters, Jacob. You think you can manage it? Three more chapters. Oh, I'm sorry. Three more chapters. And after that, we'll see. Godly. Oh my god, I'm kind of sad, you guys. This is coming to a close. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself after. Um... All right. You're not broken up about this. Okay. <laughs> I think I'll just go on just then. fine. Just me then. All right. I think this is the official point where it's out of control. Like, this is officially where we've lost the narrative. We didn't lose it, like, 30 chapters no. ago? Okay. No, this is it. All right. Well, we'll have to f- find out the thrilling conclusion, so tune in next week. All right. Bye, everybody.